Bloody hell. Oh, I needed that. Gee whiz. <laughs> Gee whiz. So uh, we missed it. But we'll, we'll start part, part two of episode four with uh, a joke. So what have you brought to the table with us, Ron? It's a classic. Go. Oh, I reckon everyone's heard it, but I'll, I'll, try, and, I'll try and put a, another twist on it. Uh, you do shift work, so you could probably relate to this. There's these um, three lengths of rope. They're uh, working away um, on the, like, building roads and stuff. So they, they work away at the other end of the state. And they just knocked off Friday. I thought, fuck it. I really need to unwind. I'm gonna, we're going to go down to the pub, have a few beers, see if we can pull. Um, head down to the pub. Oh, yeah, this, look, this joint looks good. We'll go in. Um, so they go in and the, the uh, bloke behind the bar sees them right across the pub as soon as they come in. So hey, fellas, sorry, we don't serve rope in here. Um, you'll have to leave. So they went out. They weren't happy. Um, the first bit of rope says, no, that's not good enough. I'm going to go in and just find out, get to the bottom of this, what's going on. So we went back in, went straight to the barman. Um, what was that about? The barman's, look, look, that's just what our owner wants. He, he won't serve rope in here. So I went back out of the street. He's feeling his rope on. The second one tried. He went in. Come on, mate, look, we're just here. We're working only here for a couple of weeks. Um, we just need to you know, just have a beer to, just to relax. Can you help us out? And the barber's like, look, you know, if the owner caught me, I'd probably lose my job. So it's, it's not going to happen. Don't come back in. All right, we don't serve rope. So the second one went back out to the mates. The third one, all right, boys, I've got this. Just tie me up and ruffle my hair. And I look at him like, all right. We'll do whatever you say. So tied him up, ruffled, it, ruffled his hair, he went into the pub. The barman was busy uh, finishing serving another, another, another customer and then turns around and goes, hey, uh, what do you have? Hey, aren't you those, a piece of rope? The rope says, no, I'm afraid not. <laughs> well done. I like that. I will... Uh... I will raise your freight not with another joke. <laughs> Please do. Uh, what's good on pizza but bad on pussy? Crust. Yeah. Can't argue with that. That's facts. Yeah. Facts. yeah. That's probably going to divide some of the audience, but no. just uh, not one of mine, just uh, <laughs> one that I had in the back pocket. Mate, mine are Preface one. That's not mine. I didn't come up with it. I didn't come, come up, up with it. it. Now, my, so the uh, opener for Raw, that's, I've got an open mic, first uh, of Feb, which is Wednesday, I think. Wednesday is the first of Feb. Yeah, yes. so I've got an open mic at the Cambrian Hotel in Bendigo. Which coincidentally just serve like craft beer, oh, really? independent only. Yeah, they're nice. And then I've got the uh, the raw competition on the fifth of Feb. But uh, yeah. yeah, part part two or B of well, yeah, episode you four. Yet, have you? Yeah. You're gonna go with part two or part B? Yeah, don't know yet. We'll we'll figure it out after the fact. <laughs> but I really just wanted to touch base on the the music. So obviously, you, you're a bit of an interesting cat, please. So uh, I draw a lot of. You know, similarities, however, you know, you're a teacher and a muser and... Master of them. 
Yes. <laughs> so the Gabs Hottest 100, the craft beer review was on yesterday, as was the Triple J Hottest 100. Uh, yes. Were you happy with the results? Not, wasn't for me so wasn't for you no. as far as the triple that's a, and that, that's a alright I can talk about this now yeah music is art right since when do we judge art that's that's a good point yeah. so how could I be disappointed or happy with a a music poll I, I can't be disappointed I have to be happy because um, the song that got the most votes come in at number one right so most people voted for for say nothing um which is and what that, Flume? Yeah, I, yeah. I only know Flume. I haven't heard of the song actually. Um, and so I suppose if we're assessing as a music democracy, it succeeded. My personal preferences uh, don't matter two shits to it. So um, I'm happy that Triple J have that event every single year. Um, yeah, because people talk about it, and the more people talk about music and um, yeah, as an art form. Can't complain about that, can we? Nah. Yeah, it's just that creativity. I've always had a a weird relationship with Battle of the Bands. Um, uh, So I've grown up playing music and I've been in all sorts of different bands and played with different people and at different events. And one thing that was my favourite at high school, so underage, was going going to live music, seeing... Um, people who are now friends of mine but I looked up to back then because they were a few years older than me we'd go to you know um, battle of the bands like um, freezer push start and those sorts of things but when you really yeah I've always had that weird relationship like it's what are we judged on like it's it's music like it could be anything no one's better than anyone else at music yeah, yeah. Like, you're the best at music like it's, it's, pro- it's probably it's, like that bloody uh, that question as far as like from a school point of view providing that you can justify your answer and show mm. your workings like that's as good as anything really like that creativity aspect and how your mind works and who yeah. can draw what from it that's the same with like art as well as individual arts like you see some paintings that like people can paint some and draw some realistic shit like it actually the talent or you know it's good but they're not famous or anything like Mm. it's like but if if they or you know you see some of the art that it's messy it's different it's the abstract sort of stuff and it always comes with a story um but it's all it's all personal taste but yeah you get I suppose the better art is from a story or from you need to be renowned or famous and the same thing is in music as well that you know there's bands that sell a million records a year and bands that sell a hundred records a year. I think they make as equally good music. It's just... Yeah, 100%. Just the, you've just got to have... You've got to be known. But yeah, so the, that battle of the bands thing and like the, being judged on art or being judged on music um, sort of links to that. Yeah, how did I feel about the result of the Hottest 100 in that? Yeah, my tastes have nothing to do with it. It was a popularity contest. and Yeah one song was the most popular and that's the same with Gabs too you know it's yeah. a popularity contest and as James mentioned you know like the, the top 10 really haven't varied that much mm-hmm. you know like you've still got Bridge Road in there you've still got Stone and Wood like well, it's, it's funny because um, Bolton XPA was the top so it was second was it second or third it's, it's, it's been number one for a long time and then it got overtaken by Stone and Wood Pacific 
Yeah, the Pacific once, uh, once bolts have got bought out, and it, like it's all right. So people stop voting for Bolter. It still tastes the same, but it's now because they're not independently owned. Mm. And Stonewood now not independently owned. They've dropped off the, the first spot. So I think the people voting on it, they take that into consideration that as into well. Account, like yeah. the, the snobbery of it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and that's the thing, like the challenges all, with great. yeah, oh, one hundred percent. They're all sessionable, and you can enjoy your time on them. And I think the really only thing that var- like varies is the price tag. Mm. Like, oh, geez, you know, Bolter's eighteen dollars for a six pack, but Mountain Culture's still twenty four dollars. Like, let's just go for the Bolter. You know, fuck it, pay weeks. You know, two days away. Let's just save yeah. a couple of pesos. But there, there really isn't much difference. No, it's uh, all the same sorts of beers. It's pale ales and extra yeah. pale ales. I just wish someone really took a chance and did a you know a really good porter or a, a New England IPA or an oat cream IPA. Like imagine just like a, a thick creamy beer yeah. winning get, gabs. Like it, it'll never happen. Too. No, um, just because they're so polarizing. Like a lot of people love it an IPA or an XPA, whereas even an IPA or even a uh, yeah, a sound, a reporter. They more, they're more on the ends of the seesaw. Yeah, they're, yeah. You know, the minority really favorite, love them yeah. or really hate them. Yeah. Um, this has happened with some mates of mine. We got the um, a beer advent calendar for Christmas, and there was a uh, just a lager in it. There's a couple of lagers, but I put it down the bottom of my rating, <laughs> and the other boys had it at the top. I'm like, oh, it was just so meh. And they're like, oh, yeah, but it was nice. I'm like... But all lagers are pretty nice. Yeah, like, it's not really hard to... It's not flash. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's what got me into craft beers because I never... Even as a kid, <laughs> as a kid, from when I started to really drink beers at about 15 or so, I never went for the beers that other people were drinking. I didn't go and buy VBs or Calm Drafts or... Uh, the drives, Corona, yeah. Corona. Oh corona. Well, apparently there's a saying with the Corona. The reason why you put a bit of citrus in it was to keep the ants away. Okay. Other, other people were saying, or flies. Yeah. Right. Other people were saying uh, it's to make the beer taste less shit. Yeah. And I don't like the real sweet. And so I've, I've never liked the fruit in Corona, but now I'm, I love these sour beers, man. Sours. I'm all about sours, which is fruit. <laughs> like it's yeah. funny, but I guess they're made different. But yeah, I always try to be different I drank Ted's just because no one else would yeah and people would give me shit for it and like fuck it's mother's milk man till he's extra dry I lived on that at uni I literally lived on it um that was a great beer and then yeah I just tried to always be different then Ted got popular so I had to go somewhere else <laughs> and then I've ended up now on on yeah just ale I was like oh I drink a lot of ale I love ale beer yeah um Maybe it's because I just like to be different to people, but um, yeah, maybe. I think, I think there's a lot more scope for creativity with an ale, and that's what I enjoy most about craft beers is people like brewers taking risks, trying new things, um, and, and seeing what they can do. Do you find that like because of the person that you are, as far as you know, a, a teacher, a muso? you sort of try and draw the same characteristics out of whatever that interests you I think it started from being a kid I don't think it has anything to do with being a teacher or a musician I just maybe I try to like different things to other people that's not a bad be, thing to though. be interesting yeah maybe um, I don't know maybe that's just stuck with me like I was 
Yes, it's a hard one. We might need a part C for this. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. So, so the, mu- the music aspects, you got a band on at the moment? No. No? Yeah, no. My, my regular gig, yeah, and it's the best regular gig I've ever had, is singing Wiggles and singing... For uh, the kids that you teach on a weekday? For my son. Oh, for your son. So, Fuck yeah. yeah. Um, I sing him songs. I sing him... Uh, Elton John, I sing in ballpark music and I sing in Wiggles on the guitar, um, Wiggles on the bus. So that's my regular gig at the minute. That's my uh, residency yeah. at home uh, with my little man and um, that's the best best gig I've I'd ever be had. so fulfilling too, being a father best, as best well. Best gig I've ever had. But I'm, I'm looking forward to um, playing a bit more regularly yep. in the classroom. Um, I've, I've, like, my band at the minute, Robes, we... We've just we've been chilling like for the last year or so, um, living our lives. Like we're all fathers, all have families of different ages, um, and I think the fact that we haven't really missed it mm. means that we're doing more important things at the minute, and and that's a good thing. So as much as I'd love to be, because there's nothing quite like being on stage or even in the rehearsal room. Like I, I live for it. I love it. It's a pretty good feeling, eh? When you're up on stage like that, that captive audience. Yeah, or even no one. I don't care. I yeah. just like to play. I just like to just fuck around. And the community around it too. Yeah. From like an entertainment space. Yeah, and that's like... A, I like playing because people enjoy it. That's why I like teaching because people learn something. Um, and I think that's... Yeah. But I still... I, I, I enjoy rehearsing as much as like, I enjoy rehearsing I enjoy performing a lot more but rehearsing is good as well but I think it's because we're all getting something out of it it's not, I'm not just there because I love playing the drums yeah um, I'm there as part of a band and yeah the, the fulfilment I get is the contribution rather than the action so you play the drums in the band yeah yeah and you just bloody yeah Hanging out on the guitar sure, so Robes on uh, Spotify and Apple Music oh definitely yeah. it'll be in the show notes for sure Robes yeah. definitely yeah. don't worry about that mate um, but yeah so they, they've been a passion project of ours for maybe the last five years where we've um, we get nothing we get nothing back but we um, yeah, we write and record music and it's hard in our location to to really be a, an original band there's nowhere to play. There's no regular gig nights, and the audience is Are you all from Shepparton. Yeah, from the GV. Yeah, Shepparton yeah. and Cobham. Yeah, it's it's tough that there really needs to be another Aussie or, or somewhere for people to be able to do a bit of a circuit. But as even, far even as even then, it would only ever be like a Friday night or a Saturday or a Friday and a Saturday night. I reckon Sunday gigs. Like, yeah, there's well, nowhere. There's no real place that does a Thursday or a Sunday in Shep. No, and there's a reason for that because the people won't get there. It's, it's a work night, it's a week night. Yeah. And it's just not... Even not, during the day? Like, imagine a midday Sunday session. Yeah. You'd be in bed by be good, but 9 o'clock. Most stuff. people here want to just go and listen to acoustic covers or, you know, that's their idea of, you know, great music on a Sunday afternoon. I, I have nothing against that. If that's what people want. People want that. That's cool. That's not the, like the music that I create with this band I mean I probably I've done cover music as well and it's it's also fun um, you don't get the creativity you don't, you don't get the pride of hey we crafted this song anyway um, but there's just not enough population in Shet to sustain yeah. you know a, a, a venue 
taking one night out of their week to put a band, band on. on that is high risk because not everyone's going to get I, don't, I, I honestly it's an unknown whereas if you put a cover band yeah. you know what you're getting nah. and people come along and people come along to it so. I hope for everyone's sake that the tide's changing and I really think it is like you think of the amount of houses that are getting built you know the, the people that are moving here I, I really hope for everyone's sake that things are moving in the right direction and you know talking to James it'd be awesome to get a bloody you know a bit of stage going there that would be a really cool place to play you know like even inside just it doesn't take much to fill the bloody room no a stage takes up a lot of room and I think in there they'd, they'd struggle to fit it but um, if, like if we were our same band down in the city it's nothing for us to go and play a Tuesday night somewhere because it's only 15 maybe half an hour away whereas it's three hours yeah it's, it's, an, it's a mission it's it is a mission so that's when like when you're starting a band and you're trying to get an audience you've got to go and play the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights and you, you don't have that ability in Shep so the only way that we can go and play in the city would be a, a Saturday or Sunday afternoon if we're lucky maybe a, a Saturday night um, like we've been fortunate to do a few gigs like in St Kilda where it's a promoter has just put on, on all these bands and they're fun but usually the crowd is just all friends of the band it's not any new new audience so we sort of steered in the direction of let's just write let's record let's craft things and, and um, make something we're really proud of so that's really what our band became in the last five years was just a writing and recording playing if we had the opportunity but it wasn't the be all and end all yeah it's good all of uh, your band members I reckon I went to school with one of them I doubt it. No? Neiman? Was he trying to be a bit of a vocalist at one stage? Not in my band. Not in your band. I swear there was something along... Might have just been a post and you guys liked it. <laughs> no, we're all old guys, man. We're, you, You're we're not old. old. What are you, 30... I was I'm the baby in the band. 30... Yeah, 33. 33. Yeah. There's only six years difference between us. Yeah, but I'm the youngest in the band. Yeah. yeah the yeah. late 30s and early 40s. There's nothing wrong with that, mate. No. So, dad of one? Dad of one, yeah. To your son? Little Felix, yeah. Any more on the go? No, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's a handful already. Like. And it'd be a tough gig being a dad. Um, don't know how I'd go about it. I feel as though... But it, it's... It, it's a tough... Yeah, like... I was unsure how I'd go as well. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're just going to do it. So you just well, you've it. got no choice, yeah, really. It. It it's matter. like once you devote and you put that uh, social yeah. contract out that you're going to start a podcast, you've got to start fucking yeah, doing it. Just do it, yeah. You know, I'm the expectation. <laughs> and it's like I, a couple of the guys at the factory, like uh, factory gig, you know, it's a shift works to carcinogenic as it is. It breaks down relationships. It breaks down, like, by the end of it, you've got no friends or the friend group that you've got, it's quite small. Yeah. And, and talking to a few of those guys, they say, like, I don't regret having kids. Like, I'd rather not have kids than have kids to the wrong person. And, and I could probably see where they're coming from. Like, even dating nowadays, there's, you know, women who are in their mid to late 30s and it's like, I really want to get a, a family going. And it's like, you don't want a relationship, you want a sperm donor. Mm. Um, yeah, well, and that's it's different though because it gets really hard as a, a female to safely and healthily start a family the older you get 
the, oh, one hundred percent. They do have pressure. The, yeah. Whereas as blokes, we, we don't. We're, have we're good till we're about seventy, aren't yeah. we? Oh, fire as alive. As long as there's something coming out, yeah. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, I've always wanted a family, and but I've never known. Like, it took me a while to actually. Yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm ready now. Like, ready to go. Because I can, you know, I can say, yeah, I want kids, but like, I don't want one now. Like. I still don't want it now. It's, uh, yeah, no, I don't. I want kids, but not now. Like, mm. uh, and, and, sort of, and it literally just clicked on me. I'm like, yeah, I feel ready. Like, we could do this. So, yeah, we did. And it's been the best thing ever. Um, there's there's a challenge, though, of... Um, I think my partner now understands this. Because of I, I'm a teacher, I'm dealing with kids all day. When I get home, she's like, no, you just want to hang out with your son? I'm like... Not right now. <laughs> I'm a bit tired of kids just for a minute. Yeah, let um, me deflate. Yeah, thing. I think teachers are in a unique situation of, um, especially teachers that are parents, they're with kids all day, so they've got to come home and be with kids again. It's, 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 I don't want to say it's taxing, it's definitely not because it's the best thing to come yeah. home to a, an excited kid stomping his feet on the floor yeah, saying, Dad, Dad, Dad. Like, oh, that's the best. Um, and it's just, just give me a sec as well alright we'll have a cuddle but let me just go yeah. away on the couch for a sec just to not be with kids for 10 minutes so, yep. yeah but mate I, I can see like obviously you know the, the podcast is early days so it's just audio but I can just see the smile on your face mate <laughs> just from being the, you know the, the happiness that it brings you now yeah, um, no, yeah it's, and it's, it, it would be a rewarding a rewarding gig you know. Yeah, fatherhood. Definitely fatherhood is. for sure. I'm impatient because there's so much that I wanted to do as a father. Like, go and take him for a round of golf. <laughs> go and take him to the footy. Go and, like having that plus one build, without build, no, ask your mates. Build something together. Yeah. But he's not even two yet, so that stuff's a long way away. But that's the stuff that I'm looking forward yeah, to. Put in the memory bank. And so um, it's just me being impatient and just a bit scratchy. To, like do all that stuff that's the stuff I'm really keen for yeah hell not yeah. so much um, getting up at three in the morning and trying to rock him asleep for two hours or I will admit I don't change the shit and that is oh, you don't do that. No. I remember I so that. my little brother Charlie he's 15 years younger than me wow. I remember what I was 15 yeah year year nine or ten and mum would pick me up from school if I had to do an after school class because she was on maternity leave and being in the supermarket and people just looking down on you like is that your kid because when mum had to go to grab a bottle of milk and I've got it you know what I mean like those situations um just the stigma around it um because we've both got a medical condition too yeah like you know we're on the the better end but it could be so so much worse and it'd be great to sort of to to live what you're going through one day but it's just like oh you know do I really want to devote the next 50 years of my life caring for someone who can't care for themselves mm. like it's a tough I, I, I don't know but I'll, I'll figure it out for sure and, and you just you know, do it yeah you, you you've got no choice like you, you're placed in this situation it's definitely um, it's not being for the worse it's definitely being for the better so um, yeah and you'll know when you're ready so like, like I did I just knew when I was ready and I knew when I wasn't ready and as long as you you know that and like you said earlier um, not just for the sake of it but with the right person and 
and for the right reason, yeah. it's always going to be good. Can I ask, how did you and your partner meet? Well, that's a good story, actually. Sweet. Um, <laughs> I was at uni, but I was back in shit. It was over summer. So yeah. It, um, just, oh, I don't think I was working. Maybe doing the cannery, I think. Um, but just being at, at uh, either Yazid or um, GV every Friday, Saturday night, just with some mates and... Um, got invited to a 21st and just sort of didn't feel like going so I hung out with some other mates and they're like I'm oh, just going to drink at a, a mate's house so I went went along and Beck was there and she was meant to be somewhere else as well and so we always sort of talk about that like when we tell people like we're both meant to be somewhere else and we ended up at this house together so it must have that's the must have meant sure. to happen right so yeah that's that's how we met um she I was studying teaching and she was working in childcare and I think she no someone introduced her to me oh she wants to be a teacher like oh yeah I could talk to you for hours about studying to be a teacher you know I'm King Dick I know everything about teaching because yeah. I'm studying I'm only in my, I've done two years of uni no yeah two years of uni and teaching and I'm I'm going to play the expert here and wow you and um She's still not a teacher. She didn't ever want to be a teacher. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're both going to be somewhere else and we end up at the same house and yeah, that's it. That's 12 years ago. Well, it worked out all right. You yeah. put her enough with your uh, teaching capacities to that's keep right. her around. Yeah. Think of it that way, mate. No, my cooking keeps her around. You're cooking? You're yeah. a bit of a cook? Oh, I love to cook, yeah. Oh, mate, I've got a couple of good ribeyes in the fridge, defrosted them last night. My next guest, Benny Mack. Yeah. Uh, He's not a drinker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he'll smash three or four Coke Zeros a day. But um, need to introduce him to the world of NAB. Yeah, I'm so many good non-alcoholic beers. So I'm thinking with our dry July or sober October, do like thirty. Some yeah, just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just keep some. In, I keep some in the pantry at home. Yeah, put them in the fridge because if I want a cold, refreshing, fizzy drink. Yeah, it's I'll better than that. a soft it's drink because there's no sugar in it. There's no calories. There's no sugar, like it's, and it tastes better. I actually like the taste of, like, like ales, more than Coke. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't I drink it? And people give me shit because I, I'm the ambassador for non-alcoholic beers. It's people that are like, but why would you? Why would you just if you want to have a beer? Why would you just have a beer? Or why would you just have a water or a, or a Coke? I'm like, Fuck because it way. actually tastes better. Yeah. Like I like the taste of it. Oh. So heaps normal is a good one, and Nort is a good one. So Nort, I did yeah. rate them last time, buddy. There's uh, some Peninsula beer that I rated heavily, and when I went down to Geelong for Dad's side of the family, our Christmas dinner or lunch, because I worked night shift that night, yeah. um, we drank uh, the Zero Peronis. Okay, yeah, I've had them. Rated I them like highly. Them. Like I would have smashed half a slab, and people were like, "Are you okay?" And it's like, "Don't worry, they're zero. But it's it's better walking around in a social gathering with a beer like yeah product so in your hand. There's that there's the social element, but for me, it's just the flavour. Yeah, like it's it's a and still choice. being able to drive home. Yeah, it's not even the alcohol or the lack of alcohol. It's actually I like the taste of this. That's why I drink beer. It's, I don't drink beer to get drunk. Yeah, I actually drink beer because I like enjoy the taste it. Of it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's fun. But yeah, I love I love cooking. Like I said earlier, master of none. I've got all these hobbies: music, golf, teaching, teaching hobby, <laughs> and just stuff. But I, I do them all a little bit. But uh, one of my favorite things is beer food. What's your favorite beer food? 
Beer food. Yeah. If you're having a session of beers, what are you eating with it? Ooh. What are you ordering? Ooh, okay, While I'm so, in the kitchen, what are you ordering? Well, this should be off air, but <laughs> I was talking to the boys at the food truck at uh, Matho's car sales. Yep. And just doing like a few smash burgers. When I was at Mountain Culture, they do frickles, fried pickles, cut into thirds with like a sriracha mayo. Like I love to cook. So I can woo Ben with a decent feed. But when a bird stays over, I'll cook her breakfast in the morning. And I reckon the breakfast that I cook gets her off more than what the... the activity prior to the breakfast did. Well, that's not my fault. That's not my... I'm just... I'm, I'm better on the oven than what I or the yeah. stove than what I am in the bedroom, you yeah. know? That, that's my workbench. Yeah. You know, so... But um, I reckon, like, a smashed burger with a cheddar or a parmesan paired yeah. with, like, a lighter beer, whether it be... I'd, I'd go a stronger meal with the lager or the session ale. I'd want... Oh, I so don't know like, whether it be you need nachos sit, you're or food. So I'm a, for oh, me with a beer finger food. Finger so food, it's easy for me. Like it's, food truck stuff, oh, even on a paper anyway, plate. But yeah, on a paper. Yeah, but you can have put your beer on the table. Just pick and just you don't need two hands to eat it. Yeah, like a burger. But um, for me, it's easy. It's like candy chicken. It's Korean candy chicken. That's the best beer food, man. Yeah, yeah. Fried some chicken. Chili glaze, yeah. Um, the yeah, crunch of Korean up. chicken, like yeah. Korean barbecue, is Mickey Mouse. Yeah, like oh, so make, fucking good. Food. They make great food. Yeah, it's Korean chicken, or it's. Do you know actually what is underrated beer food? What a curry. Really? Yeah. Hot though, like a, or like a butter like chicken. A butter chicken. But butter chicken with rice. Or it's, yeah, 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 I could get around that for sure. Yeah. Something because rice really soaks mm. shit up in your gut for sure. Yeah, I love curry, but yeah, fried chicken, spicy fried chicken in the beer. The um, I'm really getting around the zinger box at the moment at KFC. Oh, yeah, because they've the, taken um, the bones out of them. Oh, fucking so the And then, in addition to that, you get the uh, add to original chicken tenders onto that. Okay. Fucking burr. Well, like, my standard was go through the KFC drive through large tenders box, no potato gravy, three wicked wings. I used to always throw the. If you said no, does it drop the price? No, I swap it for chips. I get extra chips or sometimes cold Can you swap it? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, mate, I've been doing Potato gravy is shit. No no one eats the potato and gravy. I put it in the dog bowl at the farm and the dogs just sniffed at it. Like, what is this you're trying to feed me? Don't touch it. Or get just a tub of gravy. Then you're alright, but I just swap it for chips. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, always... Even the coleslaw. Like, I... You see the uh, bread rolls because this yeah. is being aired in my kitchen. Um, night shifts. I was a fiend for going to the vending machine and getting those frozen chicken rolls that go like two hours in the micro. Um, sorry, two minutes in the microwave. Yeah. They're fucking seven bucks in the vending machine. So I thought, fuck it. I'm at North End IGA. Yeah. There's a couple of cook chooks left. Let's make me own. I'll freeze them, stick them in the freezer at work. And if I'm ever fiending at the same thing on the night shift, just there, pull it out. I've made it myself. Yep. Good, good to go. Yeah, barbecue chicken's the way to go. They're, those, they're so versatile from the supermarket. I know you want to talk about teaching and music, but we're on a food now. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> Who cares? Like, you get a barbecue chicken from the supermarket. We're riffing, bro. It's... My favourite thing to do with them, other than just eat a bread roll with bulk mayo, is rip them up and put them in a rice salad. 
Mm-hmm. I, I got a whole journey. All right. Mayo. Cupy mayo? Any mayo. Cutie. Cutie's so, good. Cutie's like, fucking delicious. So is normal, yeah. They're both delicious. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I'll, I'll only do it that way. Cupie's good. Cupie's good. Cupie's... Our legs good. Yeah. Prize is good. Yeah, they're, they're so thick, though. Like, the Cupie one is, like, a little star. Like, yeah. when you squeeze it out, so it's like, yeah. You're in two snakes. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's very Korean of me, isn't it? But like, come on, like, a supermarket barbecue chook in a bread roll just with mayo, that's... And a bit of cheese, that's gold. But yeah, you rip it up, rice salad with some just red onion, celery, uh, raisins, and raisins. lentils. Oh, and dude, lentils. Yeah, you gotta, go on. You gotta put fruit in your salad, man. It's yeah. So I used to do a beetroot and macadamia salad with a balsamic vinegar feta. Sounds good. Like it. Yeah, I could get around salads. Like people would say, "Oh, we're having a barbecue. Just bring a couple of salads." I would bring my full fucking oh, yeah. salad game, man. Salads are there's definitely room for improvement on salads in the general general world. Like, yeah, I think salads are a bit uh, underrated for sure. Especially like the pasta salads. People usually like just stick to the ones at the, uh, the supermarket at the supermarket, yeah. and they just put it into a bowl instead of the plastic fucking thing that it comes in. How good are they, mate? Yeah, they're not too bad. Sunday like, morning when you are fucking out of them. Just the supermarket pasta salad. There's a bit left in the fridge. <laughs> let's let's mung on it while we're watching the last episode Nad, of Scrubs. Nad you know? a great pasta salad. Yeah. Famous pasta salad. And her dressing is the Italian salad dressing with um, brown sugar and oh, curry powder. Curry powder. Mm, it's so good. One thing mum taught me was uh, the potato salad. Oh. Three ingredients. So yep. the baby potatoes that come in the can. Yep. Those, sour cream, mm-hmm. whole grain mustard. Mm-hmm. So cut the potatoes in halves mm-hmm. or quarters if they're massive. Yeah, mix thoroughly with sour cream and the whole yeah, grain mustard. And you, you could garnish it if you like with a bit of spring onion. But at the end of the day just the thing's empty like if you go to a footy function I bet me bloody mortgage the creamy salad is the first to go the first always. to go always who wants to eat dry spinach leaf eggs in a potato salad I hate eggs mate oh, okay. they smell like my farts at 2 o'clock in the morning on night shift I'm an egg I'm a you love egg eggs. advocate yeah. I, I eat um, omelettes I yeah. do these for meal prep I do omelettes they're in the freezer with the egg whites yep. I do 125 mil egg white with bacon mushroom tomato and cheese Chuck them in the freezer. I feel like they really do well in the pie warmer at work. You're sort of cooking them twice if yeah. you heat them up in yeah. the microwave. But yeah, I, I love a good egg white. <laughs> yeah, I rate eggs. I put eggs in potato salad. You do the devil. What are they called? Yeah. Deviled eggs. Deviled eggs. Of course you do. Absolutely. That's very seventies. <laughs> very eighties. We are so far off topic right now. <laughs> Who cares, mate? I could probably talk for food more than I could fucking go, man. <laughs> <laughs> Who fucking cares? Oh, this is um, the beauty of this podcast. Like, you think about the audience. Like, I've only got, at this stage, I pulled up me, um... I feel shit. I've been following a chef. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled up <laughs> me statistics. I've got 100 downloads in right. nine days from when That's the podcast so started. Yeah. 14 followers. So... Okay. We've got a bit of a cult following. I reckon yeah, there could be 14 of us on the ranch. Apple? So I think I could through here. Yeah. Um, 
Because I don't, I'm not a Spotify listener. Through the dashboard. So you know, my way just to listen to your podcast. So you're on Apple. Yeah. Fuck, I think you're you're rogue. Like, who does Apple? Podcasts? Yeah. So many people. Really? Surely. I want to get Jay Nash on. He's a bit of a fucking runner slash yeah. banker that I knew from Bendigo Bank that moved to ANZ. And I rate the guy. He's quite conservative when he's sober. But he's definitely the life of the party with a couple of drinks in. I'm feeling more chatty now into my third can. Oh, it's mate, I'm into my fucking <laughs> seventh, <laughs> I think. Jesus. Tell me what's your your interest in music then? I love rap. Rap, yeah. I just feel as though people's capacity to convey their opinions through rhyme is mm-hmm. and and rap like it's been around really like late seventies, early eighties. Tom Segura on Saturday night had it as his like intro music yeah. as everyone was being seated and it was just a vibe like an a- an absolute fucking vibe and they're just white dudes from fucking LA or now Texas since yeah. LA's face sort of got melted it's, off it's amazing like how music evolves so like the origins and you go back through the family tree of music genre Red Hot Chili Peppers, Under the Bridge, is still in my top three. All right, I'm going to see them in like a week. Adam's song, Blink-182. Like, I want to write a will, but I want three different wills depending on how I die. Like, whether it be car (laughs) crash, these are the songs you're going to play to this eulogy. Right, yeah. Or, like, I really want to get into it. But, um, yeah, just, you know, the the golden oldies are pretty good. Okay. Okay. See, back to my thing before, I've always tried to be different. Um... So as a kid, I always wanted just to listen to different stuff than mum. I listened to, I always found myself listening to dad's stuff. So yeah. That just resonated with me. Um, I didn't live with my dad growing up, but um, when I was at his place, I'd listen to his music and just get around it. It seemed to be the stuff that I was listening to on my own anyway. So um, I think what I listened to, and so I mentioned I'm going to see Red Hot Chili Peppers next week. Um me in my bedroom as a teenager was just trying to be Chad Smith on the drums I was just trying to be him for seven straight years or six straight years yeah I put I had a guitar amplifier so this is before like in-ears and you know Bluetooth speakers and stuff I had a guitar amplifier that I had a CD player that I plugged into the guitar amplifier actually no it was a Discman Mm. headphone outlet into the guitar amplifier blasting chili peppers so loud through this amp playing along on the drums trying to be Chad Smith um, but yeah music is um, the way it shapes a person and, and the way a person responds to music is a, an interesting thing and it's, you could probably talk about it for hours again as well um Travis Barker's song with Drake forever when it's just him and Drake and he's rapping over the drums the yeah. oh mate bloody there's just something about uh oh what's his name oh ba 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 he's been in a couple of bands he was the drummer now he's the lead singer uh, there was something on uh Facebook where he had a kid hop up on stage 
and he hopped on the drums. Okay. I think it was a memorial for one of the... Yeah, you're talking about the Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters. Yeah. What, what was that memorial? So Taylor Hawkins was their drummer and he passed away last year. Was it his son yeah. that hopped on the yeah. drums? His son. That was fucking epic, mate. Yeah. And I was a dad when I saw that, so, you know, that's even more powerful. I won't say more powerful, but it was like... A, it felt to me like it had extra significance to me. Yeah. Um, and it was quite... Uh, it popped up on I think the first time I saw it was on Instagram I thought no I'm going to seek this out and see it for real suss it out yeah it's just like the connections that you make through music or you know a shared genre interest or a shared favourite band growing up or um, you know a shared idol or whatever it's yeah it's deep like it's right down to the the core of a person yeah and that's I think that's what music is it's it's uh, it's primitive, like it's definitely it's got a definite. It, it's got a bit of a primitive sense about it. Like you think when you're near the ocean or you're sitting a, in front of a fire, mm. like there's a part of your brain that's like, fuck, this isn't too bad, eh? I think it's it's as if music is always meant to be a part of us. What? Yeah, part of human. Yeah, definitely. Part of human. Yeah. So yeah, getting a bit deep there, but that's <laughs> good, man. Oh. Also, on the other hand, I just like what I like. Like, you like what you like. That's it. Like, like you take, take me yeah. or leave me, but I'm yeah. always going to find my tribe, sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. Well, mate, we've literally backed up. Yeah, it's fucked. <laughs> How good was this, though? I come in here thinking I have nothing to talk about. Mate, that, that's, the, that's the natural beauty. And, like, I reached out to you to get you onto the podcast because I thought, fuck, I reckon Gleeso's got a bit to offer here as far as, like, his point of view. And I definitely don't have all the funny anecdotes, but if you really struggling to get to bed pop this on guys because it's soothing to sleep oh I just think it'd be easy to listen to just two fucking genuine dudes sitting in a kitchen recording a podcast you know if you're driving to Sydney and your fucking kids are sleeping throw the airpods in <laughs> and listen to this like fuck stay awake yeah enjoy <laughs> right, yeah. No, hey, it'd be good to get you on once uh, a few things happen in society that we can discuss and even if it's a food thing or sure, yeah. like mate we'll fucking I'm looking forward to the live podcast down at Wildlife one night oh that'd be good imagine in front of a crowd yeah man oh, they're the good ones and hey that's where you're meant to be yeah in front of a crowd yeah. no, I appreciate it buddy thank you cheers